0: K to the K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, boy A to the motherfucking K. A to the K, A to the motherfucking K, boy.
1: A to the motherfucking K. Welcome back, everyone, to another week of A to the K's Wrestle Talk podcast. You are listening to Anthony, the Devil's favorite demon, and I'm joined as always by Carl, the Big Blue Machine. Uh, mostly
0: because he won't let me call him a red. Hi, Carl. How are you this fine evening? Well, I would be better if the Mighty Blues played less like the Shitey Blues. You might say <laughs> they put some hard times on Carl and his family, but you don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work, got four or five kids and can't pay the wages, can't buy the food. Hard times are when auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked a job for 30 years. 30 years, and I give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard times. That's hard times.
1: So, fantastic. These are getting better each week, Carl. I am
0: thoroughly enjoying them. But as for how I am, yeah, I'm not great because I've been shite. So there yeah, is yeah. that. But we're going to persevere because this isn't shit, shit footy talk. This is wrestling. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and to our American audience, obviously, we're talking soccer. yeah. <laughs>
1: It's not, it's not football to them, but the uh, toffees,
0: the toffees, the toffees are shite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a quality young accent, that girl. Oh, thank you, thank you. So, uh, we have another fun-filled week. Um Obviously, not so much when we talk about Raw and SmackDown, but we'll get on to that. Um There's been a, a, a nice little um, amount of different things coming up in the in the old news and rumours front, and um yeah, a few interesting points to talk about on there, and our other. Uh, unique segments for the week, let's say. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about the 10 most uh, iconic or memorable entrance themes. So this is uh, not so much ones that we particularly, like, oh, I love that song or something along that line. This is the type of thing that it's like, you know, the, the type of thing where the music hits and you're going to get a big sort of pop or it's, it's, you know, it's just an iconic track. It's not just like some generic... It, it, I'm trying to say it without giving it a specific example because we'll get into that in the segments. But it, it's that sort of thing where... Um, you know what do we consider the most sort of iconic uh entrance music um that that you know even if it hit today you know it certainly make us mark out so that's the type of thing we're looking forward that one but before we kick off on that segment we'll talk about the news. So I'll kick off with a quick call. Do it. Yeah cool. Um so the first one I've got is um basically the speculation over Kyrie Sane's future with WWE. So as we know um Kyrie Sane um lives in japan her uh, husbands in japan and there's been a lot of speculation that she she's going to be heading back there um there was a lot of talk previously that um obviously with wwe talking about the expansion of nxt and they're going to have nxt you know japan nxt germany nxp you know um there was a lot of talk that she was sort of going to be the um the face of or you know certainly uh, heading over that direction to sort of um, help bolster the the what was going to be the nxt japan sort of arm um, obviously, with everything that's going on with COVID-19, WWE have halted their sort of plans for that ex- sort of worldwide expansion. Um, so, I mean, we have seen her. We've seen her on on RAWs and SmackDown, certainly a lot longer than I expected to see her because I think there was speculation in, in Mania that she wasn't going to continue on with the company. Mm-hmm. The reason this has become news uh, this week is because well, some of you might remember that um, they put up a, a match card champion versus champion uh, so we had Asuka versus uh, Bailey, And um, when they put the match card up, originally they had Kyrie Sane on the graphic and Sasha Banks on the graphic. And then without any sort of mention, and I think it was when they, they showed it on SmackDown um, they've removed Kairi Sane but left Sasha Banks in that in that same graphic. So it's not that WWE have specifically said anything, but the fact that they've they've gone out of the way to remove Kairi Sane from the graphic would suggest, firstly, that she's not going to be at ringside. But secondly, it would make you wonder, what is the actual plan? What, what's going on? Because we haven't actually seen her with Asker in a few weeks either. I think the last time was when there was whole, that whole Nia Jax attack and kind that of sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is another point. The last time we actually saw her was after that botch. And then... Um, you know, hopefully that wasn't too bad an injury, but WWE are particularly squeamish about concussions. So um, could it be a, a potential on the injury front? So I certainly hope not. And there's not been anything reported, but it just leads to all this sort of speculation, really. Uh, have you read anything about this, skull?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly not promising, as if for the fact that, you know, she was included in the, in the match graphic and then they, they take her off it, do you know what I mean? It seems like m- more work to take her off, do you know what I mean? So there's obviously I think a that's the interesting thing that. is it's like,
1: it's not even WWE's usual uh, MO. They'd usually just leave her in and then just, uh, mention it at the, on
0: the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. or, or just not mention it at all. As, or just as not as say anything TV. at all. <laughs> Do you remember a guy called Roman Reigns at one point? He existed, well, right? <laughs> there's a prime example
1: of WWE not really giving a fuck. They were still advertising Roman Reigns at Mania after they already yeah. knew. And they're like, oh, okay. we're not going to change it now, fuck that. Um, yeah, very strange. But, um,
0: yeah. I don't know, it's a weird one because she was obviously a casualty of... Them deciding to put the strap on um, Asuka because Becky. But <laughs> you're gonna say a casualty of Naya? <laughs> oh well, I mean, fucking who isn't a casualty of Naya But, um, you know, what, what, once he decided to go with Asuka as the champ, she was kind of because like the Bailey and Sasha thing sort of makes sense a little bit because there's there's still that kind of underlying you know betrayal tone going on with them and they made them tag champs and stuff, but there wasn't really, I guess, Kyrie had no no part to play in this new, um, you know, Asuka role, I guess so. I don't know. It's it's definitely a strange one, but with with the speculations of her, you know, potentially going to Japan and stuff anyway, and it doesn't look good for her, does it? I
1: know. I mean, you can understand from a from a personal point of view. I mean, I know WWE is the big fish in the wrestling world, but you know, she she might prefer to be uh, in you know stay. At, that's where she lives. That's where she's from. So she might prefer to be in Japan, maybe tackle New Japan uh, pro wrestling in some way, um, and be closer to her husband and the like. You know it it kind of makes sense from her point of view. So maybe, maybe her in herself is kind of like, well, yeah, I, I don't, she's done the WWE thing. So that's a, it's a, you know, t- that's a tick in the, in the wrestling uh, biz. So um, she might not actually want to come back either. Not that she's gone, but you know, it, it leads to this sort of, this sort of thought because it has been, it's been a few weeks now, hasn't
0: it? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, she she was, she was quite good on NXT and then kind of as, as usual, a bit of a casualty of, of the move to the main roster. So do you know the what the thing is like, she she has in a sense, but she's been one of the better
1: ones on, the, which is a sad fact, really. but she's been one of the better ones on the main roster as well, um, yeah. in the sense of like she hasn't been totally fucking ruined or buried in any way. Um, it's not been the biggest run. She's not had a, a title shot or anything like that. But you know, she, she the the tag work she did with Asuka was really good. Um, and the Mania match was really good. So th- there's been some good work since she got up onto the main roster. But, um, yeah, I certainly think, you know, because they wanted their the interest in Askers definitely back uh, in the singles division. And as you know, it, it bugs me that they're not really trying to bolster the women's tag division too much anyway. There's there's nothing there. Like, we might as well leave them on Bailey and, and Sasha, because yeah. what else have we got?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> So Carl, what one have you got for us? So my first one of the night. Um, so there's been a minor change to Extreme Rules. So obviously WWE have got a bit of a hard-on at the minute for giving uh, each of the pay-per-views their own individual kind of strap line or tagline. And as we know, um, this Extreme Rules has been dubbed Extreme Rules Horror Show. However, mm. that has now had a bit of a slight change. So it's no longer Extreme Rules Horror Show. Um, it's now the horror show at Extreme Rules. <laughs> So, okay, interesting. I mean, as long yeah. as it's not the shit show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it yeah, very well could be. <laughs> um, if you look at the way the match card's shaping up, it might might just be. But yeah, I don't know what, what what's your take on this kind of, um, you know, you had like the the, the best, rest, the greatest wrestler match ever or whatever that shit was. Yeah. You know, you had in your house, we've had Great American, you know what I mean? And now we've got this weird strap line for Extreme Rules as well. So,
1: I, I don't mm. want to be this guy,
0: right? Because I know people, you know,
1: are very. Polarized over uh, WWE. Either love them or hate them at the minute for some reason. Um, and I, I personally were fans of both shows, but I feel like this is a response to AEW mm. because their, their names are a lot more fun and a lot more creative. And WWE have had the same sort of thing like Extreme Rules or Hell in a Cell. And uh, WWE got very lazy with the pay per views and they literally just call it what it was. Like it's not like a Hell in a Cell match at a pay per view. It's like, we'll just call the pay per view Hell in a Cell. Fuck it. You know. And yeah. then it got kind of lazy, and then you you get AEW there with the you know they they're clearly sort of mimicking their style by making the the Great American Bash not a pay per view but a modified NXT. Um, and I don't know, it just feels almost like they're trying to be more more playful with the names. Um, and I think again, in, in maybe in response to people enjoying the creativity around AEW side of things, I don't know. Again, yeah, I just. <laughs> might,
0: might cause a bit of a, an argument that one but <laughs> I, just, I just think for me it's weird the way like i mean you know great american bashing in your house aside like the two that stand out is this fucking you know the greatest wrestling match ever a backlash like mm. and now and now this horror show which i'm assuming is based off the you know the bray wyatt um i mean that, and that is, on thing that's
1: one particular not a worry per se but a strange move as well as to go like all right, so the, the name convention, the, the the horror show elements, is purely based around this one book, and you've done exactly. You know, it's like I, it, it, it was the same with all know, the, the, like the, the Firefly WrestleMania. It's like, well, yeah. there was other things.
0: Yeah. Exactly, it's like the whole show, like theme, is built around one match or something, and it, I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan. To be it's honest. almost it. slightly I'm insulting to
1: be honest, because they're, they're almost like telling us as the audience, like, this is the, this is the match, this is the one you're gonna love. This, don't worry about the yeah. other ones. The other ones are filler. This is the one.
0: Kind of bugs me. Yeah, Just and I think I don't know. Th- th- this one just seemed a little bit too too silly for me, yeah. really. with the, the the horror show at Extreme Rules. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: again, like slightly uh, pulling away from from that side of it. It concerns me the fact that they they've made changes at the last minute, like even just. Okay, maybe Vince just had a day in the editing room and just tore them apart. Like, remove Kerry saying from that. I want to change the way that title <laughs> Maybe they were like, for fuck's sake, we've got to, we've got to amuse him because he's the boss. But, yeah. but uh, no, seriously, like, it, I don't know. If you're making changes to, to that sort of stuff at this point, it makes me worry. Like, uh, is the, is the pay per view even that sort of set up and that solid? Like, from a storyline point of view, are they still tooling it? Are they still fucking about it? Um, makes you wonder whether it's, it's going to be a bit of a mess anyway. Yeah. Doesn't tell you with hope, does it? It doesn't. Manu WWE. <laughs> <laughs> so um the next one I've got Carl, is you've probably noticed that Shayna Baszler has disappeared. I think the last thing we saw Shayna Baszler do was uh have have a go at Natalia or whatever. Because you know, she was basically being a concert about um the the whole baby thing with Becky and then Natalia tried to call her on it and uh, Natalia got battered as Natalia tends to for some reason these days. Um and then we've not really seen anything ever since. And now it's since been confirmed, um, certainly from the rumour mill side of things anyway, that WWE creative have uh, apparently come out and said that they've, they've nothing for her at the minute, which um, is the same sort of kiss of death that they gave to Cedric Alexander and, and Ricochet uh, not too long ago. Um, and I, really just to get your thoughts on that, I mean, it's a bit of a shame. I've not been a big fan of her on the main roster but i understand she was quite popular on nxt i could be wrong there because she left nxt before i started watching it any like properly you know but yeah. uh i don't know seems like she was a paul heyman gal um <laughs> and he was all for pushing her she had a great show at elimination you know, she tore through the women's roster at elimination chamber and now it's a case of yeah nothing for her um yeah seems odd yeah especially because they've got they've got spirit in mm-hmm. mind they've got time to have storylines where Natalia throws tantrums—that's
0: the stuff okay. they've got time for. But they've not yeah. got anything for, for Shayna, nothing at all. Well, exactly. That, that thats the thing that jumps out for me is you know really have the creative team got time for anyone? <laughs> because you look at the shit that gets put out on telly every week, and you've got to kind of ask yourself, well, what what are they spending their time doing? Do you know what I mean? I think you know, that's actually an annoyingly good point. She's on Raw. You've got three hours, <laughs> three you've hours, got nothing yeah. but time. Like, honestly, but um, I don't know. It, it's a tough one. As as anyone who who listens to the show or watches the show knows, I am quite critical of Shayna Baszler. And I I, I don't, I'm not critical of, I, I'm critical of the way she was booked, I guess, because for me, she's not a talker. She can't talk and that's fine. Not everyone is. So mm. if you get a mouthpiece for her and have her as this kind of, and it's, it's not something you see a lot in the women's division is, is having like someone, like an absolute monster heel woman with a mouthpiece for them, do you know what I mean? You see it all the yeah. time in the male division. Brock, obviously, yeah. is the most recent example, but you've had it for years. Um, and this is the funny thing because, like, Brock's advocate
1: is Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman was, a he was all for Shayna Baszler. You think, yeah. uh, all due respect to Paul, you think he would have seen that as well because she is not a good talker. We've seen, yeah. a, we've seen a few different uh, promos or, or whichever, and it just, it's never, not
0: one of them's ever landed. No. And I think um, it's going to be hard for now, I think, to to, to come back into the fold because do you, it does baffle me. Because if you look at how the book and the women's division at the minute, you know, they've got Asuka taking on bloody Sasha from a different brand. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't find time to build anyone up. You know, God knows what's happening with the clusterfuck of Liv Morgan and fucking Ruby Riot. And then you've got the Lana and Natty thing going on I think, for some apparent reason. I think reason, Liv is actually currently just wandered around backstage trying to find herself. <laughs> maybe she's literally just lost like you know she hasn't showed up again like to the performance center she's just in the middle of Orlando somewhere like in the woods just has no idea like how to get back she's just trying to find where the fuck she is but um, yeah, I don't know I just um, I do feel I think for, for Shayna because you know, they, they clearly we're going to do something here with with, the, with Becky and Shana over time, and then Becky's gone, and I don't know. I mean, I don't even know why they can't do Shana and ask her to be honest. But I just think, yeah, it's a strange one. I don't, I don't know where she goes from here, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of annoys me with creative because, like, it, it's on them. It's their fucking fault in a way. Like, she, all right, she's not great on the mic, but they're the ones responsible for creating these storylines, and they're like, oh, we've nothing for like. Yeah, that's on you guys, man. This is, like you say, she could have easily fitted in with the Asuka stuff. You know, she did reasonably well against Becky, although, again, the weaker part of it was her mic skills. Um, and as much as um, I found Becky Lynch quite cringe towards the end of it all, um, she was much better on the mic, you can't deny that. And sadly, she pales massively in comparison to that. But, um, you know, she, she was good in the ring. She, like, that Elimination Chamber match really cemented it as, like, a, as a threat, and that was executed really well. And it's just a shame because she can she can work with what she's got in the ring, and um, I, I think as you hit the nail on the head, yeah, she just needs a, a decent mouthpiece and a decent story
0: to get behind. Such a shame. Uh, okay, so my my next one um, this week is we talked about it earlier with the with obviously the Nia Jax botch from a while ago, um, but basically it's been kind of highlighted the amount of botches that we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks um, on, on WWE programming. You know, quite recently, we had the, the Lince Dorado botch with um, Big E um, on SmackDown. We've mm. had um, Asuka and Charlotte having um, some botches in there. Sasha Banks um, having some botches. Um, Did you see that I... Sasha Banks botch? <laughs> it was, like, yeah, it was a bit silly, wasn't it? <laughs> the thing, thing is, though, like, on some level, I'm like,
1: that was saved really well as well. It's one of them sort of... If you didn't pay attention, you'd miss it sort of thing. Like, I don't know who's responsible for saving it. Whether Sasha managed to get her ankles in there, so it still looked like it, it hit, or whether it was actually it Was mm-hmm. it Aska she was against? Um, actually, sort of yeah. saving that move. But yeah, I, I was actually almost impressed at how they managed to sort of save that because you know how the uh, it's the meteor of the move, isn't it? I believe it's called. Yeah. Uh, and you know how that that's meant to go? It's meant to be from the knees. So um, you know you can tell it was a botch. But uh, I, I don't know. I was I was quite impressed with how they because the um, <laughs> the drop kick to Charlotte from Asuka that was shocking. <laughs> like you noticed that one a mile away because she just completely missed. But um, yes. but yeah, the Sasha one I was actually quite impressed with how they managed to to sort of
0: save that. Yeah, and I think it's it's weird because it's kind of polarizing to a degree because you've got on the one hand, because um, I mean I've I've lost count now whether or not they're live, whether it's taped or or what the fuck's going on, but. Whenever they do have the luxury of taping things, as we know, they make them reshoot shit over and over again. Kevin Dunn is a psychopath. That's yes, what he likes to do. So how, so how are these botches still making their way through unless it is live and such? I know mean? this I, is the I
1: bit think... that loses me now because it's like, well, you've been pre-taping stuff so that you can get ahead of yourself, but then we're still getting stuff like this. So like, are we back on some of them live? I, I don't know. I know they were yeah, they right. was he- heading that direction, weren't they? Because they wanted SummerSlam to be live. Probably not going to happen, but they wanted it to be live. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't know, maybe they had started putting a few live shows in there and, and I've just not noticed because some of the stuff's still pre taped. Yeah. What's, uh, yeah. Shocking botches. Funny botches, <laughs> but at least yeah. no one got majorly hurt because I didn't see Naya involved in any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very good point. <laughs> All right. So, this one is for me, this next one. I suppose it's news, but. It was more for me interesting in the fact that I couldn't agree with Ric Flair more, and I think it's probably Moans you and I have similarly had, probably not on the podcast because it was a while ago. This, but certainly um, things we've acknowledged. And that basically, Ric Flair um, has got to talking on the Roman Reigns um, Undertaker match, um, and he's acknowledged that it was a, it was a really good match. Like from that perspective, like uh, he was initially saying, like basically Undertaker a perfectionist, so even a good match if it wasn't great and he knows he's done something, like th- he knows there certain elements that weren't right, then he'll beat himself up because he's a perfectionist and he thinks the match itself was really good. And I don't actually... Uh, we've talked about Undertaker, Roman Reigns, and it, I, we, we cite it as a weak match, and it was. But, and I've mentioned it before, it's because you could see the pain in the Undertaker. Like, he wasn't really in any condition to wrestle. Uh, and it's kind of almost sad to see the match, really. But, nevertheless, he's... Um, in in this particular case, he's he's mentioning the fact that Roman had so much heat coming off that match. Like to the point that he when he come out the following week to cut his promo, where he's like basically this is my yard now. He he could not get a word in with the audience. That's how livid they were mm-hmm. about this. He cites this as this was more impactful and more emotional than Brock ending the streak, which I don't know, but it it, it you know it was impactful um and he basically is just saying like from a creative point of view and you can't blame roman because roman as we know and as he has said himself he comes in and he does what he's asked of so he is not the type of guy to take risks and we know that right so it's down to wb creative but basically the fact that they did not use that momentum and work on that heat and turn him heel he thinks is an absolute shame a travesty that um, they did they didn't that that is the type of thing that could have made roman's career for the rest of his days like that's how yeah, big that 100%. Could have been. and um and that's essentially what rick said in this i'm paraphrasing but that's essentially what he said in this interview is that you know that it was such a wasted um opportunity the the whole heat he was getting from that and the fact he did not capitalize um and yeah i couldn't agree more i think we've said a similar thing to that that roman needed certain heel um, and he yeah. definitely needs to turn heel then but he's needed to turn heel for a while because he was becoming unliked mostly because he had favour with backstage and you could see it because they were pushing him and pushing him and pushing him and he could have leaned into it but this is certainly a moment that they could have leaned into it so um, I've put it on today mostly because Rick brought it up but because yeah, I couldn't agree more it's, um, it's, in- it's nice to see that you know, Rick Flair especially a legend in the business he knows what he's talking about with the business and he's acknowledging and, and seeing that as well
0: I like it baffles me. Like so, they, they did it with Cena, and now they've done it with Roman Reigns. You look at some of the greatest, the greatest guys of all time. They've all had runs as heels and faces. I I I can't fathom why Vince never turned Cena at any point, and is never going to turn Roman. Like I get it, they're a cash cow. They sell merch. Great. But you anyway. want to really elevate them. Like, if you think about it, The Rock came in as, you know, Rocky Maivere, a little blue chip, the crowd shit all over him. He, he cut his teeth and got over as a heel. And yep. then because everyone loved the work he did as a heel, when he was switched back face again, he was a megastar. Now, Roman is is Rocky Maivere. You know what I mean? So yeah, if he, 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 he he they would have let him... The Rock. Yeah. And then, you know, as soon as that happens, then they can just go, okay fine, people are behind it now, they get it, let's switch them back face again and you'll get a reaction and it's a crazy one, but we're appropriate, you know what I mean, I think it can really make someone push them onto the next level, so I completely agree with Rick, I don't think it was, uh, obviously the the Brock thing was way more shocking, but you could could accept it because it's Brock Lesnar, so if anyone was going to beat the streak, that made sense, but when Roman also beat him, you know, they shat all over that moment because the streak was already broken and then you've got this guy who's forced down your throat breaking it. Like it was it was the perfect time with that heat. Similar to the heat he had when he won the Royal Rumble, and even the rock couldn't get him a cheer. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he's yeah. had times he's had times there where it made perfect sense to just turn him. But yeah, I don't know, wasted opportunity, I think.
1: Massively. Massively. Um and yeah, you know what? I'd lo- I'd love to see him come back and go into a heel run. Mm. It it it'd be I don't know quite how you'd write it at this point, but uh, he still he still could go for that and um i think you made a good point like for me i i I, you look at the likes of jericho and the rock and they're like i preferred them as heels i'll be honest Mm. i know you certain people like stone cold who's always kind of been more of a tweener like does bad guy things but he's kind of liked do you know what i mean like he's he's up against the like the mcmahon's wasn't he most of the time so he was kind of the good guy but um yeah it's yeah he he couldn't be more right rick and uh yeah we'll, we'll see what happens with roman i imagine um, probably going back into the main title scene when he comes back, and probably has a face because it's WBE. Care yeah. about the match first, match first, Carl. No
0: Surprise surprises here. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the next one I have got a bit of a weird one. Um, so MVP posted something, um, a video on his Instagram um, of Bobby Lashley attacking a civilian. <laughs> so you know K is alive. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no, I have no real comment on this. Um I don't know what what it was really kind of furthering as such in terms of doing it, but I don't know. It's a very, very strange thing to do to try and get over via social media with y- your character as well. There are certain what... certain things I'm really puzzled at with Bobby.
1: The first one being like they want to build him up as a heel, but they want to build him up as a beast, right? So the nearest example is Brock Lesnar. He's a beast, yeah. right? But for me, the massive difference between the way they book and or the way they tend to book Brock and the way they book Bobby is Brock comes along and he'll take on the big fish and beat the big fish because he's a beast, right? So whoever's the champ, he comes along and he'll try and ruin them, right? But what they're doing with Bobby is they're having him like pick on our truth or (laughs) pick on a random civilian. It's like right, so you what you're a bully then you can't like you you couldn't beat Drew McIntyre. You're not good against anyone who can actually wrestle. So. You just go around picking on people who you know you can beat. Um, and it comes across like the book of them like a shitbag. But they want you to think he's a beast. But that's not how you book a beast. Uh, it puzzles me. Um, and the second bit really for me is like it literally just went, ah, yeah, we're not going to be in the main title scene now. We're going to go for the US title. It really felt like they were carrying on with the Drew thing. It, you know, The way that match, the match they had ended a little bit screwy. So I was like, okay, they're going back to this and now now nah, I'm going after Apollo now. It's like, okay, well, you definitely couldn't take Drew then, fair enough. Really yeah. unusual booking for me. I understand they want to get him as a heel, and, you know, they're succeeding in that, he's not likable, but do you, do you class him as a as a credible threat or a main event star, when it's like, well, I couldn't be that guy, so I'm going to go and pick on some some weaker people, or some uh, actual people
0: who aren't even wrestlers now, apparently. Well, exactly. Um, I don't know, it, it does, but it, I completely agree, it baffles me um, entirely. I don't, I just don't think they've got any long term vision at all and I know it's hard maybe to to have that kind of long term view on things when you you know you don't know what you're going to have available or how things are going to play out and stuff like to a degree I get it but at the yeah. same time They've just gone, they've just fucking gone mental with it. Like now, you know, Drew's fighting Dolph out of nowhere. You know, he's had to fight with, he's been fighting the big show. Like, it's just, it's, it's, so it's moves like that.
1: It feels so panic stations that they've gone, right, yeah. like, no, let's, let's move, um, let's, let's grab uh, Dolph, Dolph over to Raw and we'll see if that works. And it's like, what the fuck is doing? Like, it's just <laughs> random, like, have they even ever. Fully set up how that works. Like, when when's your trade window actually close on, on trading superstars, to different brands? Because it doesn't happen all the time, but every once in a while they want to fuck around. I don't, I don't oh, get that either.
0: We don't, don't do forget the draft anymore. They've got that weird thing, haven't they, where you can borrow a superstar? As like, you know, Corbin did it the other week or whatever. Do you remember? <laughs> it like,
1: yeah, it's
0: just who knows? Yeah, sure.
1: And yet we still have the superstar shake up every once in a while, which is basically the draft, but they don't want to call it the draft because they've <laughs> stopped doing the draft now. But uh, yeah, it's just an absolute fucking mess. I, I don't... Well, that's it.
0: And I know obviously that there's this news pieces around Bobby Lashley, but for me, the, the crazy baffling thing is like, look at Drew's reign. Um, since he became champ, you know, he's it's gone. Okay, um, Big Show, Seth Roll—he had Brock, Big Show, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, MVP, Dolph Ziggler. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who's who's the ma- who's the legit main event like threat for Drew? Like, who's, who's that high-level match that you're like, holy shit, this is going to be incredible. Like, fair dues, I'll give Seth his due, because I thought he 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 did quite well. But that mm. didn't last that long. He this, tried it with Bobby.
1: This was the, the thing, like, for me, it looked really good. You know, he won the championship, and then he went into a programme with Seth. Uh, well, went into a programme with Big Show. That ended very quickly. Went into a programme with Seth, and that looked really good, because Seth is a main event star. And... We're getting to a point now, and I'm I'm worried about his title run. You know, he's defended it successfully a few times, but against who are these people? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Bobby's like, all right, we know who Bobby is. He's been in WWE before. You know, he's he's this is his second time in WWE. But at the end of the day, he's still no offense to him. He's still not a main event star. He's still trying to trying to get there. He might be main event on TNA, sure, but he's never had the big time in WWE.
0: No. And the, like they haven't got a main, they haven't got main event stars on Raw. They no. just haven't got them. So it's There's like, the trouble, well, though. the ones they've got are busy fighting other fucking legends. Yeah,
1: because we have Randy Orton there. We did have Edge. You know, both really good options. I would have liked to have seen Edge against Seth and myself, but even that you could have used Edge before they decided to put him up against Randy again and let him injure himself. Um, I, I don't know the are, like. Randy Orton just skulks around. He's, he's he's a credible legend. He can put on a great match. Why wasn't that ever a thing?
0: Yeah. I'd soon as see that than him and Bobby. Definitely. And, like, you know, you've got, obviously, Kevin Owens and stuff is potentially, you know, could be at that level, but he's decided to stay home and stuff now as well. But I, I literally... I, I know but Even they were before that, look how good a um, match he
1: was putting on for the US title. Like, that's the kind yeah. of match uh, Kevin Owens could put on. So, like you say, why wasn't he in that scene?
0: I know they were going to do something with Jinder, weren't they? And then he got injured again, unfortunately. But, yeah. like...
1: Unless this is all a ploy and we're going to find out that Drew's been injuring people before they even get to the ring.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I do I do struggle to to understand the, the, the long-term kind of plans for the, the main title scene. But I don't think, obviously, Lashley is it. <laughs> and it, it just it's crazy, as you said, for them to kind of build him up as though he was going to be it and then have this kind of screwy finish and then just go, OK, now he's back for the US title. It's weird.
1: Very weird. Very weird. So the next one I've got, Carl, is... Um, you might have seen it, but we have... I love the way um when you read anywhere about this, they always refer to him as former WWE Superstar. Um, I mean, technically true, but I think what made him famous was ECW, wasn't it? So why don't we call him former ECW star? But anyway, nevertheless, Taz is currently working for AEW as um, sometimes a commentator, most of the time the advocate for Brian Cage. Now... Basically, he's getting a lot of flack at the minute. He's arguing with people on social media and largely because of a comment he made in which he, um, in referring to the COVID-19 testing, and I think in res- respect to fears of people sort of, you know, accidentally uh, coming into AEW or accidentally passing the virus over, uh, a lot of a lot of response to sort of, obviously Moxley lives with Renee Young and Ray- Renee Young's test of positive. Um, and Taz's response was basically that, we don't run a sloppy shop. Um, obviously popping a shot at, at the way WWE do things. Um and to be fair to Taz, you know, AEW have been fantastic on the testing front. Like they, you know, the, the way it seems to work, you know, everyone who attends, not just SuperStar, everyone who attends is tested before they they get anywhere near. Um and you know, to be fair to them, the system seems to work because you don't get any reports like that with WWE, uh, WWE with AEW at the minute. And look at Moxley, look at the example being Moxley, there's the slight possibility, he's not tested positive, but the slight possibility. So they're trying to distance him. And he's the main event star, he's the he's their mm-hmm. champion, and they're trying to distance him. Uh, all right, they want to get that main event match, and I understand that, but they're just trying not to take any risks with that, and they are gonna test him for that match and cancel it if need be, which I think's happening this week, isn't it? Um yeah. So, yeah, they don't run a sloppy shop, but um, he's basically taken a lot of fire for that because, you know, typically people are like, oh, you know, AEW adjusters and all this. And to be fair, there's a rumor, I don't know if it's true or not, there's a rumor that uh, an amount of uh, fans were attending Fighter Fest and hadn't been tested. I don't know how true that is, but. Um, some of the people in attendance allegedly hadn't been. Now, um, again, it's all sort of speculation and, and backbiting and going, well, this show is better than this show and so on like that. Um, the fact of the matter is, WWE have had a lot more cases and a lot more problems than it, um, AEW when it comes to the testing side of things. But um, yeah. what do you make of, of Taz's comments and subsequent uh, heat,
0: as it were? Um, I thought his promo was fantastic, I loved it, I popped for it, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I don't know, you know, these, these people who are very like, oh, WWE, oh, it's, you know, fuck it, it's wrestling, who cares, right, and for me, um, I thought Taz, that promo where he mentioned it, was it, it was a shot to WWE, you don't, like, you know, you can't, there's no denying it, but I don't think it was like a petty shot as such, it was just like a, you know, who shot's fired kind of thing. Um, kind and of, this is the know.
1: reality of it, that like, guess what guys, he's a heel. He's currently I mean, exactly being he's saying heal things, well, you
0: know. Exactly. I think I think it, it would it wasn't just like out of nowhere, like you know, you can argue some of the Brody Lee stuff that they've done with Mark and Vince and stuff has been a bit like, okay, that's petty and it's out of nowhere, but yeah, uh, I take your has, point. This is relevance, it isn't it? Yes, yeah, it was it fed into the whole storyline with Moxley and Cage and about how Moxley's just using it as an excuse to kind of not get his ass whooped by fucking Brian Cage, who's a beast. so... I, I thought it was fine. I, I enjoyed it. I think anyone who's, who's kind of bought it over it just needs to get over themselves. It was just a heel promo at the end of the day. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So... What's um, next now? So the next one on my list was um, former WWE um, star Sarah Logan um, has been teasing a huge announcement. So I know here um, on, on the notes, um, one that you initially thought that could be was a potential move to MMA, um, which was actually a pretty good shout, to mm-hmm. be fair. Yeah. Um, she had
1: been doing some MMA training, which is
0: sort of yeah. where the speculation come from. Um, however, um, that secret is now out and she has announced with... Um, Eric, uh, one half of the Viking Raiders, that they are expecting a child, so big congratulations to the pair of them. Um, we kind of guess it it makes a little bit of sense now to a degree why she wanted to retire after we let her go. Um, you know, yeah, there was not kind of... a lot of
1: problem from her, so, like she sort of just there was no, it was quite a quiet sort of exit, wasn't it? So it makes a lot of sense, really,
0: yeah. Um, but no, I mean, you know, obviously, huge congratulations to the pair oh, of them, yeah, yeah without a doubt. Yeah, I don't know. I think at least there's a little bit of a positive light at the end of the tunnel for her, because I felt quite hard done by on the fact that she was released, um, because I don't think you know she'd done anything necessarily to deserve the release. Yeah.
1: Um, and it felt odd as well, because like we're, we've still like, we're sort of now having a bit of a Riot Squad reunion in a way, mm-hmm. but she's not a part of it. But again, it makes a, a bit more sense now, because she wouldn't bother coming back for that, because she's got other things going on now. But yeah, exactly. um, it seemed odd on WWE's part to release her in the first place, but I suppose most of it was quite odd From Yeah. So um, um, I take it, is that a win for the Viking Raiders? Uh, are, they, are they beating the Street Profits now? It's part of the competition, right? Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> who knows? And until so we find out the reason why um, What's the Face hasn't been used in <laughs> be recent and, Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, sorry, the next one's mine, isn't it? Just uh, in the world of my own uh, things. <laughs> um, right. So hold on to your hats here, Carl. I might be giving you a spoiler I might not In fact, I'm going to try and do this non-spoiler right okay. and then I'm going to spoil it at the end right <laughs> so firstly I'll, I'll ask you Carl like cuz people can fast forward or, or skip me or not listen to me at all which is probably the preferred option um but there's a potential spoiler for an NXT match would you like that spoiler
0: I'm I'm down for it
1: okay guys this is spoiler territory for anyone listening so if you if you're bothered about the main event of NXT this week so the um the Adam Cole uh, dingy match. Um, you know, skip forward about, well, it, it's me and Carl, so skip forward about an hour or so, and, and we'll probably be <laughs> done talking about it. So, essentially, the Great American Bash second night main event was pre taped. And as you know, performance center talents are currently filling out the audience. One particular performance center talent, Carl, whose name I don't know, um, and probably will struggle to pronounce, so bear with me. Uh, uh, Su- Suarav Gurjar. I I totally butchered that. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. Right. Anyway, NXT Performance Center Talent has accidentally posted a picture of a particular person winning a particular pair of championship belts um and celebrating in the ring. It looks very much like they've won it. And I'll I'll spoil it now for anyone who's still listening and and you know might be taking the risk. Um the the picture showed Keith Lee, you know, celebrating confetti all that kind of stuff. It's quite clearly, you know, that's the way it is and apparently Mm -hmm. this this particular performance center talent uh posted it because they did not realize that it hadn't already aired whoops the post has since been deleted you can't find it now although you know thanks to the internet it's been screen grabbed an awful lot so you can find it by other means but um this would suggest uh, quite strongly that keith lee is going to be the one who takes the win um on wednesday so the question i'm going to ask you Carl, is do you think wwe will react to this and change the results
0: no, I don't think so. Um, I do think, however, you know, we might not be aware who you know Sarav Gajar is at the moment, but when he gets so, featured in imminently, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll 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 know pretty much who he is. But yeah, what a what a it. monumental fuck up. But I don't think yeah. um, I don't think they'll do anything like to to change it or anything like that. You know, which is...
1: I'm putting this on Kevin Dunn's shoulders as well. You know, mm. how can you ban face masks and you don't ban phones? Well, yeah, for I
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit silly, isn't it? I think, but yeah. I mean, bloody hell, it's a bit of a. Um, I don't know. They... I'm a little surprised by by the result. To be fair, because I I thought they would. I feel like Great American Bash just came out of nowhere as a reaction to Fighter Fest. As opposed, mm. uh, I wasn't expecting anything big to happen on it. So, yeah, massive, massive for Keith if if uh, if it is going to go that way. I'm a, I'm a bit torn, right? Because I was all for Carrion Cross coming
1: after Cole, right? And then. Um, Similarly, I'm all for Cole heading to the main event. Uh, main, you know, uh, I don't. Uh, people don't like calling it the main um, main shows anymore, do they? Or certainly the main event, which is the fuck up I just <laughs> said. Um, you know, um, the, the still the biggest shows, SmackDown and, and Raw are still the biggest shows. Bottom line, right? And I'm all for him heading to one of those. I mean, how good would it be to see him go to Raw and actually give them a shot on the arm as someone who could be in the in the title scene? All right, you yeah. know, he's he's the biggest thing on NXT. It doesn't mean he's
0: necessarily should be a big fish in a- a- WWE Raw but who else have they got at the minute do you know what do you know what I feel is is a big shame is that I'd actually prefer to see him on Smackdown but <laughs> um, Raw's the one who's clamouring out for some high quality talent like That's for me I would league. love to see AJ AJ and Adam Cole for the IC title like take my money you to be fair, Daniel, yeah. Bry- Daniel Bryan, Bryan, Bryan Adam awesome. Cole let, yeah. let me have it. <laughs> so, um,
1: yeah. I mean, when you think about it, despite the fact that SmackDown do fuck things up a lot, they've got a much better roster at the minute on this reduced COVID mm-hmm. roster anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was, I, I get what you mean. I'm quite surprised with the the outcome as as is the spoiler. But um, I don't know, like it kind of makes sense to me. You know, Keith Lee's like, he's had a massive run with the, the North American title. He's sort of, he's heading towards that, you know, top guy on NXT front, isn't he? You know what I mean. It just makes sense uh, going forward. And uh, I, I actually genuinely wonder what that means. Is Karrion cross going to turn his attention to Keith Lee then, or is he going to carry on going after Cole because he wants Cole, not the belt? I don't actually know. But um, yeah, I mean, there's mm. interesting possibilities with that. And I can't say I'm, I'm overly upset with the results. But yeah, it is. I suppose it is somewhat shocking. Yeah.
0: I think it would just be interesting to see where Cole goes from here. Like does he stick around and, and have something with carrion before he leaves or is this the last we see of him on NXT now? Find out. So you're asking will he carry on with carry-on? <laughs> <Wee. laughs> sorry. Oh, it's just bad puns, I'm sorry. <laughs> bay, bay and carry on. Um
1: <laughs> carry on,
0: bay bay. <laughs> uh, okay. So the next one I've got on my list. So apparently the hacker gimmick is still a thing. <laughs> so you know, has anyone told for... WWE? <laughs> well, fucking hell, great, great point. Um, I can't remember how many weeks ago it was now when we first started seeing these little things. And at the time, I was quite excited for it, as I think I said. I'm, I'm a big fan of these like, um, kind of little. Things we try and figure stuff out and stuff like that. And you know, for a while I was quite interested in it. I think we we highlighted a couple of possibilities. Um, you know, obviously, Mustafa yeah, yeah. Ali being one of the big ones. And we started, you know, I was trying to decipher some of the clues and stuff because yeah, it's so like uh, and, uh,
1: locations and potential, yeah,
0: like all coordinates and things. So it was it was cool to kind of figure out. And then it just kind of died a death. And then you kind of pointed out in, in one of the other weeks that um, Mustafa Ali looked like he'd been traded over to Raw. Um, yeah,
1: he, was, he was listed as um, I think it's him and Dolph have been traded for AJ was it uh, It's something like that um, um, they justified
0: so I, the move I, even think they, I don't even think they justified it for Ali because I know it was Bobby Roode and Dolph oh we sorry it was Bobby Roode and AJ. Dolph so what so, was the Ali one yeah Ali, oh, you, Ali fucking knows. I forgot about Bobby <laughs> how many people did they trade for AJ wow oh, that, I mean I'm surprised we haven't seen Bobby Roode yet either I mean fucking hell like you know Jesus um, just bring back glorious Bobby he was He's a, he's gonna wait his turn he's not gonna be rude <laughs> hey. um, but yeah, so apparently um, this hacker thing is still a thing. So you know, we thought it was going to be Mustafa Ali, and we figured that since he'd been traded to Raw, that that was why. Um, but he had he posted another um, like a, another tweet because um, he's obviously got the the handle the message WWE, and he's posted I see your lies, and it's another one of these videos. It does contain both Raw and SmackDown superstars, which it has done for a little bit of time now. So. I don't know, is it, it, it's crazy, I think, that they're not still pushing it on TV, but the fact that it's still happening on social media indicates that they are going to still do something with it, so, I don't know, I feel like at a time where they do need some star power and stuff, Mustafa Ali was was getting over quite quite a bit on his own. Um, He was, yeah. You know, who knows, but it's um yeah it's a really baffling one that because like
1: i personally feel like it it's it's been gone for too many weeks now like they're gonna have to remind people what was going on that's how long they've left it as far as i'm concerned i appreciate the social media side of it but there are a lot of fans there who don't bother with the social media side and just watch the shows and there's Mm. just literally been nothing for weeks so yeah be interesting to see what happens nice to know it's not dead though because it was intriguing yeah um so i've got one for you cal do you remember brian pillman of course i do the loose cannon yeah do you remember brian pillman jr yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Me neither. Me neither. Um but yeah Brian Pillman Jr. Carl is uh, mm. set to make his AEW albeit AEW Dark uh debut. Uh, and he'll be debuting against Sean Spears. So that's the crux of the news uh, on that one like but um interesting to see you know um another sort of generation of wrestler. But um I'm interested in the fact that it's against Sean Spears as well because they've been obviously trying to push him sort of with the whole glove thing <laughs> um,
0: you know what? I haven't uh, seen anything on that for ages since since he did that like Well, I'll be honest season. there's literally been nothing I don't think has there and now he's on unless dark. stuff happens on dark you know what I mean which <laughs> if, fair play I'll, I'll hold my hands up and, and you will too there's that much wrestling we have to watch as it is you know if yeah. we had all the time in the world then we would love to watch all the shows even like New Japan and stuff but, and you know, that is can't... a
1: point you know everyone while we still mark out about AEW we currently watch three WWE shows and one AEW, and we don't bother with dark. So that's how much we prioritize WWE. Although I might drop SmackDown just to watch dark because fuck it, why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'll, I think I might do that with Raw. No, um, but what do you make know. of I it think... of it being Brian Pillman Jr. anyway? What do you make of um, of the acquisition?
0: Has obviously got the name. Yeah, but I'm 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 excited for it. You know, Brian Pillman was um, he was he was you know from a personality standpoint, and obviously he was you know trained by the hearts and, and stuff like that at one point too so he he was a he was a great talent and he was very underutilized I think and then when he obviously came up with this loose cannon persona and he's, it's a really fact. like if you don't know much about him I really recommend you read up on him because he he basically wanted to become this character so bad he started just doing doing it in everyday life like people didn't know whether he was being serious he was <laughs> he was where he was working everyone like all the time in the locker room and everything and you know, he, he negotiated with Bischoff to let him work um, an ECW show and let him work, like, a WWF show. And I'm, at least I'm still under contract with you, though, Bischoff. And basically used it to get everyone bitten for him <laughs> and bring him over to the WWF, do you know what I mean? And then, nice. you know, un- unfortunately, he got himself into a, a car accident and he had to have his ankle fused. And he was never really the same after that, which is a shame. But, you know, from right. a, a charisma standpoint, he was, um, he was incredible. So, look, I mean, if his kid has got half the charisma that his dad had, then it can only be a good thing. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure from a wrestling ability standpoint, he'll be somewhat decent if he's been signed by AEW as well. So I, They must um, they must see something in him, I guess.
1: Uh, don't be wrong. I'm not just saying because AEW are interested, they're going to be a winner. Because that's hmm. always the case, I'll be honest. But... <laughs> um... But now I'm, I'm intrigued, and you're our, our resident wrestling historian, Carl. So I figured it'd mean more to you than it does to me, because I don't really, I never really was on the wrestling scene with um, the Brian Pillman era. You know, uh, as you know, I was late Attitude, early Reality era for me. But um, yeah. we all know the name, and uh, yeah, it'd be an interesting one to see, and hopefully, you know, he is. He's going to be an interesting one. And be interesting to know what he does to Sean Spears. I might not watch dark, but I'll find out what happened in that match. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm, I'm definitely interested to see how that goes um okay so the final um point i've got down unless anything else has bubbled up since um we last did this is um so cm punk basically you know as we know um aew did make him an offer um and apparently the reason punk didn't take aew up on it was because they weren't willing to pay him the amount that he wanted what an uh, arrogant prick <laughs> <no>. <laughs> what yeah. a prick he literally i'm better at this point
1: how long had he been out of the wrestling well at that point as well yeah
0: jesus christ <laughs> right.
1: and, i mean I, I just i'm intrigued i'm really intrigued to know and i never will but i'm really intrigued to know what they were offering him because it's like well was he like thinking he should get jericho money you not getting jericho money was he wanting more than jericho I, I, i'm i'm intrigued to know what they were offering him and yeah. how much would you offer punk like you say he had the summer of punk and he was probably the best thing in WWE at one of WWE's weakest points but in the grand scheme, he's. I don't want to be unfair to him. I suppose he's a legend in the business. A lot of people will know his name, but I don't know how much money do you command? How much money did WWE backstage pay him?
0: <laughs> Fuck hell. Well, apparently it was uh, it was Fox, wasn't it? It was not until WWE. But look, I, you know, I I was a, I was a fan of Punk, and you know, the Money in the Bank match was seen. It was fantastic. The pipe bomb was fantastic. He was he was hot stuff for a while, and he was like, okay, this this guy could be like one of the next big things. Absolutely, he dropped the ball. Like, fair dues, he, he wasn't helped. He booked him against Kevin Nash. They booked him in weird angles with John Laurinaitis and stuff. Like, it wasn't a great time. Um, But unfortunately, he it was shit. Like, well, and then he left. Decided he was going to become, you know, a UFC fighter. And that did not go got well. twice <laughs> And then his, his stock just dropped to the point where, you know, would he get a pop if he came back today? Absolutely. Is he anywhere near the star he was during that time? No, nowhere near. So... Yeah, you know what, don't know. do you know what annoys me right
1: in all fairness to Punk I would be totally on board if he'd rocked up at AEW right he had signed the deal rocked up at AEW and ended up in a program against the likes of Cody or against the likes of Jericho I'd have been all for that because you cannot deny CM Punk knows how to work the crowd and knows how to he has got the mic skills you know mm-hmm. Um and I dare say he's a decent wrestler. I'm not I'm not going to argue he's the best, you know, because you, you look at the likes of AJ Styles, you look at the likes of Daniel Bryan, and you go, they're fucking brilliant and gifted in the ring. And I'm not trying to discredit Punk's ability in the ring, but I don't recall ever watching a match and feeling like that. Do you know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. you, you, like, when we watched AJ versus Daniel Bryan, like, you, oh, you yeah, see absolutely. that and you go, fucking hell, they're incredible in the ring. And, um, and that, that's just, as I say, I'm not putting it... To see him punk's in ring ability down, but um, the main thing that would make me mark out for it would be the like you've got the likes of Jericho on the mic versus Hunk yeah. on the mic. And yeah, we saw it in WWE, but it's a different world now. Mm-hmm. AEW would offer them a different opportunity, and I'd have loved to have seen it. And it's a real shame
0: that he's basically overpriced himself. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If if he rocked up an AEW tomorrow, I'd be fucking all all over it and I would mark out for it. Mm. But yeah, as you said, like he's not. He's not the fucking superstar that he thinks he is in his head anymore. And, no, you know, I think could too he, much time has gotten, really. Yeah, could he? Could, and to be honest, he, he became a bit of a laughingstock as well in the wrestling world because of the way he carried himself and stuff afterwards. And don't get me wrong, you know, it like the way Brock Lesnar translated into mixed martial arts, like that was a phenomenal feat. And fair play for Punk, you know, to go, do you know what, I'm going to make a debut, never doing this before, on the grandest stage. Like, absolutely got my respect. But fucking hell, he, he, he thinks he's the he thinks he's the best in the world literally he's living his gimmick yeah. and unfortunately he ain't um, yeah. and you know while I would mark out to fuck and I'd love to see him back doing it like the, like how arrogant have you got to be to like because they wouldn't have been paying him fucking pennies you know what I mean it would have been a decent amount and
1: that's the thing yeah. and the spare man, this is a decent amount from a company that really they haven't got the pockets that <laughs> WWE have got they've got Tony Khan behind them obviously but You know, the Khan family are not going to spend all their money on AEW. So it's not like you can go, well, they've got the Khan billions. They haven't. They've got an amount of money. Uh, Admittedly, I don't know how much, and it'll be a fair amount. But, you know, McMahon is made by the WWE. He will put the money he needs to into the WWE. And they might, WWE might be in a position to offer Punk a lot more. But if they wanted him, they'd have done it. All fairness. Um, And it's a real shame. It is a real shame because. I'm not even sure what he wants. Like, you see him interacting on Twitter and you think he's clearly still sort of, you know, he, he's, he was involved with WWE stage. He tries to make comments to certain wrestlers, tries to build a bit of heat almost, um, I think in a deliberate effort. And you go, well, do you want back in the wrestling industry or not?
0: Yeah, you know, I I honestly don't think he knows himself. Just
1: wants it's to probably- be known still, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. um, a crying shame in a lot of ways. But yeah, unbelievable, isn't it? Like, we're going to yeah. pay him. Bro. Fine. Exactly. <laughs> If that's what you think you're worth, punk. But <laughs> I guess AEW didn't. And um, I think you're right, Carl. I think that is certainly the last one for me. Um, don't think anything's cropped up today that I'm aware of. So um, that will be the news for the week. That is the news. Let's start putting some like news sound effects into this.
0: <laughs> we need to go, like proper news anchory, don't we? Or <laughs> yeah.
1: we'll just slowly get more jolly is it like put the really serious stuff on it first,
0: <laughs> and then yeah, slowly just get like... towards the
1: end. like, and lastly, a cat on a
0: surfboard. yeah we should like we should really build the suspense and be like tonight a former wrestler demands billions of dollars from AEW and is denied find out more at the end of the program (laughs) etc one wrestler's career has been brutally murdered this afternoon
1: (laughs) yeah anyway